This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, lots to get to. Been a busy, busy week. Well, we've, we've done a lot this week, and we've got a really big, really big schedule for next week already. We're lining people up like you're not going to believe. So make sure you stick around and uh, make plans to join the Joe Pag Show every night. You know, we get through Monday, we get through Tuesday, get through Wednesday, get through Thursday, and we get to this day. You guys actually have more input than you do the entire week because it's Friday. <laughs> Free Speech Friday. That's right. Whatever's on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. You get to actually play assistant or associate producer. Again, if I don't know anything about it, I'm not going to go, yeah, let me let me figure that out. But you do get an opportunity to call in. Some people listen on podcast and call in days later. Today's the day on Friday. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com at J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Scroll down to the bottom. You can click on contact. Send me an email. Write to me. Somebody wrote me today and said, I don't know if Joe's secretary gets this or if he does. Uh, I am my secretary, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it comes right to me. Uh, Also, sign up for the newsletter. It's right there. And all the social media links are there, too. I'm doing a lot of uploads to TikTok. If you don't like TikTok, that's fine. Don't go there. But it's at Joe Joe Pags on TikTok. But I also, I post them on Instagram when I put them on TikTok. And I post them on Twitter. And I post them on whichever one that you're on. You're probably going to end up seeing my posts. I had one today. That was about uh, Leah Thomas. And, and I guess the reason it got taken down, I was trying to figure why, um, but TikTok took it down. They said it was hate speech. Let me just refresh this and see if they've listened to my appeal and put it back up. They did not. So it had fifty or 60,000 views. They called it hate speech because they said um, a man won the NCAA championship against women. I guess you're not allowed to say that. I, or, or I didn't even say man. I said a male won the NCAA championship from females. And... Calling Leah Thomas a male, I didn't say the word man, which I guess means something different to people. I'll just get in the line. By the way, Kay is in for Carrie. Kay, good to see you. It is uh, Polo Polo in for Polo, and Sam's getting it done as always. Um, Kay, if I say a male won the NCAA Women's Championship, am I incorrect? No. Like, literally, I'm correct. You are literally, in the literalist sense of the word literally, literally the most correct you've literally ever been. And your people actually invented that word, so using it literally is literally correct to literally use it. Yeah, and in America, it's literally not literally correct, literally, no, because it's literally not. has no literal meaning in America. It's, that's right. Literally actually is a synonym of figuratively in America. Yeah. Like, but people, well people will say, I will literally kill you if you cut me off in traffic. And, but they don't really mean that, and I don't think they know what the word literally means. It's a filler word. Now, I had a guy say, tell me how you would take this. You're a writer for a living, and, and you communicate for a living. Um, somebody wrote me an email and said, instead of using literally, use one of these 12 words. Let me ask you this. How would you take that? 
I literally would skim the email and then get on with literally anything else that I could get on with. Okay. You know? I, think, I think we've done it. I think we've hit our limit for the literally. We've literally hit our limit for literally. Uh, no, I mean, I, I wrote the guy back and I said, I'm 55. Do you think I'm changing my speech pattern now because you wrote me an email? Stop. Stop it. People have unrealistic expectations, that's for sure. Um, but now, uh, we, we have to talk about, okay, so TikTok took that down. I appealed it. We'll see if it goes back up. It's still up on Instagram. That's the interesting thing. And they're just as woke as TikTok is. I actually thought, I thought that TikTok was less woke because the Chinese want to act like, you know, their social media is better than ours or something. Also, if you've been accepted on Truth Social, which is President Trump's social media site, I'm on there. It's at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Now, there's a lot going on. And a lot that I want to talk about. So, Katie, we want to go to the phone call between Biden and China. You, you want to, you want to, you want to go to. to make, why don't we do Hunter Biden's laptop, which is, I think, the biggest story that's getting the least amount of coverage. Why don't we do that one? What do you have? I could not agree more, Joe. The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, didn't even bother trying to defend her past claim that the Post's reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop was, quote, Russian disinformation after the New York Times belatedly verified the emails from the cache. This comes from the New York Post, one of the best outlets in the universe. Uh, Saki was pressed Thursday at her regular briefing about her own misleading remarks and those of then-candidate Joe Biden. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware, began Real Clear Politics reporter Philip Wegman. The president previously said that the New York Post story about this was, quote, a bunch of garbage and that it was a, quote, Russian plant. Yep. Does he stand by that assessment? And then Saki, in the way she beautifully does, deflected without answering for Biden's misinformation, which helped fuel big tech censorship of the Post's reporting in the days prior to the 2020 election. And although she was asked about President Biden's comments on the laptop, Saki replied, I'd point to the Justice Department and also to Hunter Biden's representative. He doesn't work for the government. Uh, I'm sorry, he said... Is that your impersonation of Saki? <laughs> was it was it bad? It was pretty good. All right. So um, what they said was it's Russian disinformation or misinformation or Russia trying to affect the outcome of an election. In other words, they always they always say and blame somebody for doing something that they're actually doing. They knew the entire time this was Hunter Biden's laptop. In fact, uh, one of the first comments that Joe Biden said in regard to the laptop and the images on it was, you know, a lot of people suffer from addiction. And they try to make Hunter a victim somehow. A lot of people suffer from addiction, and I'm proud of my boy, and he's doing the best he can. On that laptop that now has been verified by, I guess, the ultimate verification, the New York Times, I don't know why, um, now every news outlet is quietly saying, it turns out the laptop's real. Hey, let's talk about Leah Thomas. Hey, let's talk about wokeness. Um, they, they, they all, let's talk about Ukraine. They've all got something else to talk about other than this story that legitimately, I almost said literally, literally um, affected the outcome of an election by squelching the New York Post, by squelching people like me and Rudy, who came on here, Mike Lindell, who came on here, the Trumps who came on here, um, by, by, I mean, seriously, muting and squelching. A lot of people say, you're not shadow banned, you're not that important, you're stupid. No, I'm actually shadow banned on Twitter. I can post something to my 110,000 followers, whatever it is, and if I get five likes, it's surprising. If I get 50 it's amazing. I should have thousands and thousands, but I don't get that. So they're shadow banning me or ghost banning me on Twitter. On Facebook, they actually told us, they told my people, we have flagged the page. It's almost 400,000 followers. We flagged it, which means we don't let many people see it. And it. You can see it. Go to my Joe Pags over on 
on Facebook right now, and you'll see almost 400,000 followers, and you'll see that I'll have 12 shares today and maybe 17 comments, something like that. On YouTube, I was monetized, where I'd only make a small amount of money, a little, little, little bit of money for my YouTube videos. And they demonetized me because I had Dr. Jesse Lopez on, who's on today, because I had Dr. Urso on, because I had Dr. McCullough on. They squelched this information. When I had Rudy Giuliani on, talking about Hunter Biden's laptop and spelling out exactly what he and Bernie Carrick had seen on that laptop, they actually took the video down. So if you're, listen, disabuse yourself of the idea that people like me complain about being shadow banned or ghost banned and we're not. In fact, uh, Kay Smythe, who has, what, 50,000 followers on Instagram, before connecting with a guy like me uh, in broadcast and, and before being on with like Buck and Jesse and everybody else, you were getting all sorts of virality and suddenly it didn't, it, it kind of stopped, didn't it? Absolutely. Um, I had a radio show back in Los Angeles. I had billboards. So I was getting, you know, thousands and thousands, you know, like some of my posts, I think, got like 10,000 likes. And that was when I was like at 20 to 30,000 followers. Right. And then I went at one point up to almost 70,000 and then made the sort of more public switch when I launched my radio show that was on back in Los Angeles when... I filled in for you. And yeah, when I went on a handful of other programs and, you know, started doing Newsmax, I now, if I get over a hundred likes on something with almost 60,000 followers, I'm like impressed and surprised. And it really does happen. Now, Kay didn't, didn't say anything to these social media outlets. They saw that she was tagging at Joe Talk Show, which is my name on there, uh, or she was tagging, you know, Newsmax or whatever. And when you do that, that tells the organization, we must now stop this information. They're not even filtering the information. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand. It's not like they let what she posts or what I post through um, if it's not political. Like, I'll post a picture of my dog, and nobody will see it. And, and that's really what it is. And Kay has posted modeling pictures that, that people, tens of thousands saw before that nobody gets to see now because her entire entity, her ex- entire existence, is now flagged as somebody who's perpetrating something with which they disagree. And that's not okay. And it's funny because you you first told me about this probably six months ago. You said, nobody's seeing my stuff anymore. I said, well, because you're dumb enough to, to be on my show. And that's really what it is. So at that point, you have to make a decision. This is my profession. This is what I do. I want to get the word out to people who follow me that I'll be doing this and they might want to see me or hear me doing that. Um, uh, uh, either I have to kowtow to social media and stop doing what it is that I'm enjoying doing, or I just do what it is that I enjoy doing, and hopefully people will find out about it anyway. I mean, was there a moment, Kay, where you said to yourself, do I have to adjust what I'm doing on social media? No, I um, I hate social media, and uh, the minute that I've made enough, well, we've talked about this on the show before, like if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would literally yeah. throw my laptop and my phone in the trash, right. and I would just have a landline, and that's how I want to live, and that's the only reason that I work, um, no, just kidding, I love what I do, and I have um, an incredible following, and the people who want to engage with it, um, they can, I have a Patreon that is also very heavily shadow banned, but... Um, I, I, but it's real, is what I'm saying. It's that, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not whining. This is a real thing. No, it's it's a huge thing. And I think, you know, if I was more professional, maybe it would be a real concern. You know, I'm only 28. I've still got, I think, like a, at least a decade where I'm going to be stuck in news media in some way, shape or form. Um, and so I should be stuck in, about it, but I'm stuck not. in news media. I mean, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to win the lottery and just come and hang out here every day. Like, there you, you know, go. Wh- 
Well, this is the thing. Like, this is like a dream come true for me, right? Like, doing this kind of work, writing the stories that I get to write. Like, I would write that stuff anyway, whether I was getting paid or not. But to be able to basically hang out with my friends, have these conversations, you know, I, I try to not let the social media at all control any aspect of my mental health yeah but you know well first of all my my mental health is gone so we already know that but but having said (laughs) that you know that unfortunately they 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 really did sucker us in. They said, hey, come on in. Share your stuff. We'll show your people. Share your videos. Share your, hey, why don't you do your show live on my on my platform? And then we did that just so that they could, in the end, have the power to not tell anybody about it, to have the power to not distribute it to anybody. And now we've got all your followers. And literally, I show you on Facebook right now. I could show it to the people who are watching right now on camera. On Facebook right now, they will give me an offer to pay $500 to show it to 10,000 more of my people. The people that I brought there. So they suckered me into bringing them all there. All your people who knew you for other stuff before you got into media like you do now, um, they, they, they all went there to follow Kay Smythe. And the platform now gets to decide, the publisher, I should say, it's not even a platform, gets to decide what they will and will not show them. And that's pretty sick, to be honest. Wait, wait, Joe, let me get this right. So uh, you know for a fact that they've uh, restricted people. They've told us, content. yes. They've actually said have- it, yeah. You have that evidence, but they're still saying to you, hey, pay this amount of money and we'll show your content. That's extortion. It is. That's but illegal. You, but, yeah, but you know what? Nobody in Congress is willing to do anything about it. You know why, Kay? Take a guess why they're not willing to do anything about it. Because they're scared of the people who pay them to stay in the Congress. They're scared of social media deplatforming them. And a lot of these idiots have five, six, seven million followers. And they think that's more important than doing the right thing. Mark my words on that. That's exactly what's going on. Now that I've said that, when you get a free moment sometime, go and look up some of the biggest social media sites for these, for these government officials, and you'll see the people who talk the talk and do not walk the walk. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm, you do. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, I got some, <laughs> I got some interesting DMs. <laughs> oh, I'll bet you have. Actually, I've heard, about, I've heard about one or two, which we won't get into. But um, <laughs> you know, it's, for me... Um, and do this, everybody watching and listening, do, do exactly what I just said to Kay. Go on social media and find some of the loudest voices about platform versus, uh, versus publisher, about Section 230 and how we have got a clamp done on big tech and big tech's wrong and how dare they. Go look at how many followers they have and then go and see what legislation they proposed. Go and see what moves they've actually made. Go and see what they've asked the FCC to do when it comes to regulation to stop these people from lying to our faces and stopping people like Kay or Sam or me or polo but polo didn't do a whole lot of social media from getting our word out even though they invited us there to do so 888-941-PAGS 888-941-7247 joepags.com stay right here this is the joe pags show Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Interesting conversation during the break. Conspiracy theories and aliens. Make sure you stop by and check out the uh, the chat 
And the uh, the actual live video feed is available, too. If you're out of the car, if you're not near a radio, you can always check it out via video. And we produce this show like a TV show every night, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Stop by the uh, JoePags.com, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now, and you'll actually see us all. You'll see uh, you'll see Kay, you'll see Polo, you'll see Sam, you'll see us all. You'll see my little face, too. Well, not little at all. But uh, make sure you stop by. It's always fun. If you missed any of it, you go back and, and just click on Watch Now, and it'll take you to the actual page where we store the videos, and you can watch the shows afterwards as well. Meantime, let me tell you about um, uh, Stamps.com. Stamps.com is a great uh, organization, great service that helps to save you a bunch of money, helps to save you a bunch of time, helps to, to make sure that you're running your business the, the most efficiently you can. Here's how they, do, how they do that. Stamps.com is where you go. Go to the website. Use my code PAGS. They're going to hook you up with official postage right from the United States Post Office on your computer, on your printer. For more than 20 years, they've been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Stamps.com, uh, he said, gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right there where you are at your computer. Discounts up to 40% off of USPS. 76% off of UPS. So whether you're an office sending out invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Go to the website right now, Stamps.com. Keyword PAGS. Get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. Don't worry about long-term contracts or anything like that. Stamps.com. Click on the microphone, top of the page, and enter code PAGS. Make that happen right now. Keep in mind, at the bottom of the hour, it's going to be uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, the latest, on Fauci showing his face again. Now, Kay, I don't have a ton of time here, but I do want to hear the story about AOC and somehow fossil fuels uh, killed indigenous women or something. Please fill me in on how she made this connection. Okay, so this is unfortunately one of the very few areas where I agree with AOC. So Socialist Democratic Representative uh, AOC of New York said that the crisis of missing and murdered indigenous women was connected to the proliferation of fossil fuel extractions in the United States. AOC was speaking at a congressional meeting on the neglected neglected epidemic of missing BIPOC women and girls when she made the comments. She said... Today, I want to discuss part of this crisis that is all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there is a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murders of indigenous women across the United States. She asked Angel Charlie, the executive director of the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women, to explain why they believe the two were related. And Charlie said that extraction sites would often lead to hastily organized, quote, man camps of workers in regions with indigenous and other minority women. We know that when these man camps or temporary establishments are created, that there is an increase in violence and particularly sexual violence against Native women. Charlie explained that many tribes don't have tribal jurisdiction over the oil workers because they are non-Native. AOC then tried to tie the company's opposition to protesters um, to the violence against Indigenous women. She goes... Am I right to understand that companies building these oil pipelines are often ruthless in their resistance against protesters and sometimes even encourage violence against them? Now, here's where this woman said, this Charlie woman said, that is correct. It's a stretch. I think it's a real stretch. And as you know, Joe, I work with 
lot of organizations that deal with these crises. Well, I got to stop you there because you and I agree on, of course, we want to protect women. I don't care what their, their racial or ancestral background is, but tying it to fossil fuels, therefore tying it to climate change is where AOC loses me because she could tie my thimble to climate change or fossil fuels. Why not just go after, you know, solving the problem of, of missing indigenous women, white women, Italian women, doesn't matter. Why not, why not do something to, to better protect all women and why make it about fossil fuels? I got 10 seconds. Because this is a woman who's never actually had any kind of problem in her life. She has no idea what it feels like to fear for her life um, in the presence of men. She is an actress. Exactly she's right. a former bartender. Right. She has absolutely no experience. So that's why, because she's right. ignorant and she's silly. Thank you for clearing that up. Got to do a break here. We're back after this. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lovely to have this guy back. He's a friend of mine. He's a great doctor. He's a surgeon. He is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, I'm doing pretty good on this rainy day in Kansas City. Yeah, man. You know, listen, uh, if you're in Kansas, Kansas City, um, anywhere in that area, make sure that you get a hold of him. But you can go online too, inspiration.health. And a lot of people do telemedicine with Dr. Jesse Lopez. Uh, you're so into what's happening with COVID-19. You're so into what's happening about the truth versus the narrative. I'm not sure why there's a narrative that, that can be provably, you know, it can be proven untrue. Um, we should just be getting the truth on this. We should have gotten this from the very beginning. And interestingly, as we're seeing the masks come off, as we're seeing the mandates go away, as we're seeing the vaccination cards go away, you didn't see, you didn't hear much from Dr. Fauci. All of a sudden, Fauci shows back up like yesterday, and and he's being interviewed by some doofus, and he says something to the effect of, um, "We have to be ready to pivot in case it gets worse again." And then Jesse, there's some other variant that's out there. So l- let me ask you this: in, in your heart of hearts, and in your in your very very um, um, well groomed medical opinion are we past the worst or because Fauci's making it seem like we can go back anytime we are past the worst we're seeing cases recede here in the Kansas City area and all across the country of course scientists are always going to be on the alert for any kind of variant that could cause any concern the variants that we're seeing including subvariants of Omicron or even combinations of Omicron and Delta which they call Delta Cron um, really has not taken off and it seems that natural immunity has really helped us keep this down because so many people got Omicron, whether you were vaccinated or unvaccinated, and it helped really with that herd immunity development and that natural immunity that's so important in stamping out a pandemic. So it's very interesting and of concern that this, I believe, smoke and mirror is being offered about the same time that there's gongs going off in the news about the need for a fourth booster. It right. just seems very ironic. Well, you know, what's interesting is last time we talked about the fact that there was a study that said uh, natural immunity is head and shoulders above any sort of a shot immunity. Natural immunity can last as much as 20 months. I mean, almost two years of natural immunity. And that gives, of course, time for herd immunity to happen. 
many people have already had it. Millions upon millions of Americans have had it. Millions upon millions have been vaccinated. I'm not really sure why the new freakout, other than what you alluded to, you've got the um, the CEO of Pfizer coming out saying, hey, good news, you should probably get a booster every year, and, and it's a good time to get the fourth booster. Now, of course, he gets paid every time he sells some boosters. He gets paid every time somebody gets vaccinated. Um, Fauci seems to be leaning that way as well. In fact, the day before, Fauci said it's something where we might need a booster every six months or every year. Um, I've never had a flu shot, Jesse, never. And I'm never going to. I'm not afraid of the flu. Now, if you're in a compromised situation and your doctor says get the flu shot or if you feel better about getting a flu shot, God bless you, get the flu shot. But I'm not going to get it and I shouldn't have somebody at the CDC or NIH or at Pfizer or, or Pfizer or Moderna tell me that I have to go and get it. So are you buying at all into this idea that we need a fourth booster? I'm, I'm very concerned that this is being spoken about when we really haven't even fully established the safety and the efficacy of this particular vaccination or medication, whatever you want to call it. As you know, documents have finally been released by Pfizer after a court battle to get these released. And you've got to realize this vaccine has been given at soccer stadiums and baseball fields without the full knowledge of the potential adverse effects that have been present. And it's right. myself and many other physicians that it's been critical that we know this so that we can explain this to the patients to be able to make informed consent. So now they're suggesting a fourth booster. And meanwhile, we're seeing that the full list of potential adverse complica- complications and adverse effects include things like acute kidney injury, brainstem thrombosis, deep venous thrombosis, fetal distress syndrome, interstitial lung disease, pancreatitis, and the list goes on and on up to another 1,246 medical conditions that have occurred following the vaccination. So why is this being promoted without detailed analysis of what's going on with these adverse effects. Because I'm telling you, we're seeing it occur clinically. We're seeing these patients show up in the clinic with these adverse effects. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Inspiration.health is the website. Inspiration.health. Uh, make sure you go there. Check him out. He, he's so knowledgeable on so much. And uh, I really appreciate the help that he's given me as well. So let me ask you about what you just said. The last time you were on, you you gave me a link to, to some, you, uh, some Yahoo Finance site. I went there. And, uh, and checked it out. And there's a list just as long as my arm and my leg about all the adverse effects that they had to admit from the CDC. What, once the, the release happened, it was either buried by the big media or it was put on a website here or a website there to say, yeah, we reported. What are you talking about? But that same website, because people were emailing me all night, can I get that website? Can I get that website? It went away. It went away in less than 24 hours. They took the story down. Are there still resources out there where people who are watching and listening right now, Jesse, can go and check out what these adverse effects are? This is public knowledge. This is public domain. This is something that that was ordered by a court. It's got to be available somewhere. Do you know where? Yes. You know, the Children's Health Defense Fund is, is a great organization and it's a great website to get the current data and you're able to see it and obtain it. And then a lot of the scientific papers and studies that have come out, we're also posting on our website under Doctor's Corner, under um, uh, medical references and news. And so a lot of the um, learned journal articles that have come out that we've quoted and cited on your show are right there available for people to print off. And so organizations like that, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough and others um, have great access on their websites. Dr. Urso, who you've had um, on your show uh, with the, the, the COVID Global Summit. So these are great groups where they put the information out there and they're working really hard to not get censored.
It is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, always incredible information. Go to his website, inspiration.health. The Children's Defense Fund, that's RFK's site, right? That's correct. Okay, so go there, find out more about this. Again, this is public information. It's information you need to have. I don't want to see one more crying grandmother that her three-year-old grandson can't get the, the shot and, and wants, to, wants the kid to be vaccinated. People have been indoctrinated, Jesse, to believe these are vaccines. By definition, they're really not. They're emergency shots um, that, that have emergency usage because they could be helpful in some people. These are not vaccines. This is not like the polio vaccine. This is something where, and we discussed this at length last time, if you see a commercial for the community, which isn't even available, it's really, really BioNTech, if you see a commercial for that, there is no disclaimer because in an experimental drug, you don't need one. The FDA hasn't approved these drugs. So at the end of the day, people are, have, been, have been convinced, brainwashed, if you will, indoctrinated to believe that these are vaccines. By definition, they're not, right? What, what would you classify this as? Is this a vaccine? No, right? Well, what we're seeing now is concerned that it's actually truly a form of gene therapy, a a way to manipulate the genome, because in the day we were told that there was no way that this could incorporate into the host genome. But a study out of Switzerland showed that with live human liver cells, that through reverse transcriptase, that this vaccine can actually incorporate basically its data into the DNA of that liver cell. I actually have that study right here. That study is available on our website where intracellular reverse transcription of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 MRA vaccine in in vitro in human liver cell line. So basically what it's saying is that it's able to incorporate itself back into the DNA um, in lab studies into the human liver cell. I, I asked this Dr. Malone who- was told to us this could not- happen well dr malone has admitted that it can happen malone when i had him on the first time you know almost a year ago now he said yes this can change your dna um and and i've got to be honest with you i don't know anybody who's saying that anybody should go and get this shot anymore anybody who's in the know so at the end of the day you've got all of these side effects that are available all of the adverse effects that are available we now know that it can in fact uh, you know uh, attach itself to the genome and uh, and change your dna i'm not really sure why anybody's waiting in line to get this again if you've got some comorbidity and dr jesse or somebody like him says you might want to consider it then consider it but to get it because the local news says get it or get it because the the ceo at moderna or or pfizer says get it or because jake tapper on cnn says get it doesn't mean get it um and and all i'm asking for is informed consent and that's the one thing, Jesse, that we've been stolen, uh, that's been stolen from us. The, the idea that I get to make a decision based on knowledge is one that I was, it was actually taken away from me. They literally wanted me just to go get in line and get it. And I used to, a year ago, I had people emailing me every day about how completely um, out of line I was to say that I'm unvaccinated on my show because I'm now telling other people basically don't get vaccinated and their deaths will be on my head. That's how brainwashed they were. Thoughts on that? Wow. Yeah, Joe, you know, early on in your show, when we started talking about this months and months ago, you know, we were very open and talking about we're not anti-vax. Talk to your physician, talk to your doc, go in, get checked out. Um, Certainly, if you have a high risk comorbid condition, consider it, talk talk to your doc, maybe get it done. But if you're healthy, um, maybe take a pause, take a breath and consider all the potential risk and complications. But they really weren't telling them to us. We really, even in the medical field, didn't know what they were. Now, I'm telling you, I have more caution than I did in that day. And that's because with the release of the Pfizer data dump that is showing these potential adverse effects, not even potential, they happened. 
And uh, we also have significant data in the VARES, especially the open VARES that isn't being sequestered. And then you look at the Department of Defense, um, basically whistleblower physicians who, through Senator Ron Johnson, have showed increased numbers of disorder and diseases among those that have received the vaccination, including pulmonary embolism, a 551% spike in Guillain-Barre syndrome, wow. a 680% spike in multiple sclerosis. There is something off here. Yeah. So now I'm putting the brakes on and I'm saying we have to really dive into this before we just willy nilly go and start promoting a fourth booster and a yearly um, catch all vaccine because there's a problem. And, and when we see this as clinicians, if we're not alarmed, we're doing our patients a disservice. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Inspiration.health is the website. Inspiration.health. He does telemedicine. He's uh, right there in Kansas. Uh, you're actually in Kansas City, Kansas, right? We're, we're actually in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of the greater Kansas City metropolitan area. Gotcha. Okay, so if you're anywhere near the area, you can actually go in there and see him. Um, uh, but, but just great information, and we've been talking for a long, long time now, and I appreciate you bringing that information. So here's what we face as Americans now. We feel like our freedom and liberty is coming back. Maybe in, in April we'll take the masks off on planes, which was dumb to begin with. The ventilation system is, is better on planes than your mask is. Um, and maybe we can get back to some semblance of freedom and liberty. And then Fauci shows up to basically prepare us to go backward again. Any idea why that is other than profiteering for the, for the pharmaceutical companies? I can't think of any reason why he would be warning us like this after we didn't see him for two weeks as all the freedoms were starting to show up again. Unequivocally, 100% is to create fear and chaos so we can be controlled. And it takes the medical control out of the hands of physicians. It becomes corporate driven. And then the ones who benefit basically are the CEOs, the stakeholders, the shareholders. I mean, the CEO of Moderna, his golden parachute on all of this is $927 million. How does it make sense? Overall, almost, almost a billion dollars on the way out. How, how does it make sense? For one person over all of this. I mean, that's nuts. And that money is coming from the taxpayers. And again, I, I watch it on the local news. We've got crazy parents and grandparents going nuts that their, you know, the, their eight-year-old can't get vaccinated. It is so strange how, how, how well they handle misinformation and disinformation. We have heard so much garbage. We're now hearing that 4,000 more elderly people died in New York under Cuomo than we first thought because he was putting COVID patients in with those who were the highest at risk. You almost get the feeling, Jesse, that they wanted more people to die to scare the rest of us into getting into uh, under control, like you said. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you for your opinion on that. That's my opinion on that. I think that they raised the numbers and made it seem worse than it was to lock us down and control us. And that sucks. And yeah, almost a million people Died. I'm not. I'm not making that any less than what it is. But I think that if we had the proper therapeutics and weren't relying on this on this misinformation, disinformation that really wasn't based on science, we might have saved some of those lives. Any thoughts on that from a from a doctor's perspective? If we had all these therapeutics that were also found out in Operation Warp Speed, along with those who are at the highest risk for the for the shots. Wouldn't we have saved some lives had we not poo-pooed, you know, uh, ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine? And uh, I don't know what Regeneron is, but I heard that name as well. I mean, maybe if we would have used some of this and threw the kitchen sink at it, couldn't we have saved some lives? It's estimated over 500,000 lives could have been saved. Wow. And this was clearly established even recently in the symposium that we did with Dr. McCullough and Dr. Corey and Dr. Littell, where we looked at and broke down the studies on things like ivermectin. And even if you put all of the studies that theoretically did not show any benefit with ivermectin, 
with the studies that did show benefit with ivermectin, you come down to about a 52 to 56% decrease in hospitalization wow. and death. So if you extrapolate that into the number of deaths in this country, that's over 40 to 40, 400,000 to 500,000 lives that could have been saved. And I'm going to tell you something. Here's a little thing that I, I know from some of my lawyer friends. The trial, the trial lawyers associations across this country see this. And let me tell you, there's going to be some interesting, I think, uh, legal actions down the road because early COVID treatment was not utilized. And I think that that's what some of the corporate wow. entities are concerned about. Well, I hope and, they go after um, him. I, I, really, I hope they go after him. I hope there's a huge class action lawsuit because if that number is anywhere near close, 500,000 lives, I mean, that's amazing because they're calling it horse dewormer because Trump said a word, so you're not allowed to say that it, it's any good and you're not allowed to utilize it. People like you can can prescribe it and maybe the pharmacist said no to even filling the prescription. That That's all nuts. Jesse, I've got about 30 seconds left. It's inspiration.health, Dr. Jesse Lopez. For those who are watching and listening who are concerned, because now they're confused, they're not really sure what to do today, tomorrow, the next day, next week, how should people in America be dealing with the continuation of the pandemic, although it appears as though it's starting to leave our society? What should they think leaving this interview? Most importantly, live free without fear. Because if you step back into the place where they had us before, we're just going to see more and more of what we have been subjugated to and we can't ever let that happen again we are taking steps here in kansas to prevent that from happening again to prevent mandates from happening again and putting it back into the controls of physicians and also to make sure that patients are really getting cared for their real problems because all of the smoke and mirror stuff by fauci for instance is covering up the fact that there is significant long-haul COVID patients that need help and care from us. And we need to be researching how to treat those patients that are still having uh, adverse long-term effects from just having COVID in and of itself. And we'll have you back very soon. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health, friend of mine, very, very knowledgeable dude. He's been doing the hard work. No matter what the the scrutiny is that he gets, he's been doing the hard work to keep you informed. Jesse, thanks a million. We'll we'll talk to you again very soon. All right, sir. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Joe. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate you stopping by. We always appreciate Dr. Jesse coming on. Don't have a ton of time left. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's happening, dude? All right. So I'm sure you've heard about that. Well, maybe you've heard about it. Uh, they're going to release a, a, a Buzz Lightyear movie. I guess it's like a telling of how he became what, who he is. And I actually did not hear about that. Fill me okay. in. And so Chris Evans is going to be the voice for Buzz Lightyear. Um, but the more interesting thing is that I guess apparently there was a, a same-sex relationship, I guess, kiss that happened with two female characters that got cut out from the film. But then after this whole thing that happened with the Don't Say Gay Bill, it's been put back into the film. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. It wasn't Tim Allen the voice of Buzz Lightyear? He was. Wow. Yeah. 
All right, there you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. We appreciate Kay. I'm Joe. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.